You are listening to the Audio Information Network of Colorado. This recording is intended to be used solely by individuals with barriers to print. Thank you for joining us for the October 6th, 2023 Friday reading of the Ark Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. Today, we'll be reading the following main articles. City of Salida makes it official. City Council, Mayor, and Treasurer qualified candidates and question 300 ballot question by Elliot Jackson. Salida Fire Chief clarifies electric charging infrastructure in new firehouse plan written by Jan Wundra. September was a horrifying anomaly written by Jan Wundra. And Colorado Water Conservation Board recent Salida gathering focuses attention on the Arkansas River, written by Jan Wundra. And Mother Bear, Two Cubs Killed in Howard, Arrest Made, written by Ark Valley Voice staff, and following up with miscellaneous articles. We begin with the first article, City of Salida Makes It Official, City Council, Mayor and Treasurer Qualified Candidates, and Question 300 Ballot Question. This posted by Elliot Jackson. The City of Salida Clerk's Office announced on October 5th that it has received the following nomination petitions for the November 7, 2023 coordinated election and has declared the signatures valid and the candidate's ability to run for office sufficient. This will be the order of ballot and ballot content. City of Salida Mayor, two-year term, Dan Shore. Salida City Council Ward 1, four-year term, Suzanne Fontana. Salida City Council Ward 2, four-year term, Adrian Kuhn, Aaron J. Stevens. Salida City Council Ward 3, four-year term, Jackie Burnt, Alyssa Pappenfort. Salida City Treasurer, four-year term, Wales Martin, Ben Gilling. Ballot Issue City of Salida Question 300. The registered voters of the City of Salida will be asked to vote on the question of adjusting the annual fee and nightly occupational lodging tax for short-term rentals. Commencing on January 1, 2024, shall the City of Salida's taxes be increased by an estimated 297 $100,000 annually, first full fiscal year increase, and by whatever additional amounts are raised annually thereafter through the adoption of an annual license fee of $540 to be paid by non-Chafee County residents who own short-term rental properties in the city, and by setting the occupational lodging tax for all short-term rental license holders to $5 per occupied bedroom per night in a short-term rental, with the proceeds of such tax, together with investment earnings thereon, to be used to promote affordable housing in the city. Yes, no. Because Salida is a statutory city and not a home rule city, it cannot establish licensing fees or occupational lodging tax as a percent of the total lodging fees. As one of the few remaining statutory cities in the state, it must follow state statute and set flat fees. 
Many city residents have noted that they view this as unfair to those providing small or in-home short-term rentals who are just attempting to supplement their income. That story, City of Salida makes it official. City Council, Mayor and Treasurer, qualified candidates, and question 300 ballot question. Next up, Salida Fire Chief clarifies electric charging infrastructure in new firehouse plan. This posted by Jan Wundra. During Wednesday evening's Salida Council Candidate Forum, a question came in from a member of the public asking about a charging station for electric vehicles that they understood to be in the plans for the new Salida Firehouse. None at the candidate forum had an exact answer to the question, although current council member Alyssa Pappenfort noted that the topic had come up previously. This morning, Fire Chief Doug Bess provided the answer, and we include it here. I watched last night's debate this morning. I want to clarify the question that was asked about electric charging in the new firehouse. Conduit will be run for future charging stations in the public parking lot. We will go after a grant to get them installed. The open space in the fire apparatus bay ceilings would allow for easy installation of needed electrical if the city ever decided to purchase an electric fire truck in the future. Question answered. The news story with the full video of the candidate forum, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Chafee County, LWVCC, and Truth Has a Voice Foundation doing business as Arc Valley Voice, will be posted tomorrow, allowing readers who weren't able to attend in person or through the online options to watch it on our news site and on the LWVCC site. That story, Salida Fire Chief clarifies electric charging infrastructure in new firehouse plan. Also in the news, September was a horrifying anomaly. This posted by Jan Wondra. For the climate change deniers out there, this past September is going to be difficult to explain. In fact, it was so far out of the ordinary that scientists referred to it as both mind-blowing and an outright anomaly. According to the calendar in the Northern Hemisphere, the hottest months of the year are always June and July. And they were hotter, in many places much hotter and more extreme, than any other months. But what happened in the September just past has scared climate scientists. That's because temperatures were so much hotter than any other normal September, and the oceans were so much warmer, that Earth, this Earth, our Earth, set new records. Yesterday, the European Space Agency's Copernicus Climate Change Service announced that last month's average temperature was 0.93 degrees Celsius, 1.7 degrees Fahrenheit, above the 1991-2020 average for September. This comes after a summer of the most extreme weather of record temperatures and wildfires ever to have hit the European continent. Here in North America, enormous portions of Canadian forests have burned. The Colorado River couldn't keep up with what was being drained out of lakes Powell and Mead to generate electricity to keep more than 40 million people here in the West cool. It's just mind-blowing, really, said Copernicus director Carlo Bontempo. 
Never seen anything like that in any month in our records. According to the report shared with the Associated Press, that's the warmest margin above average for a month in 83 years of records kept by the European Space Agency's Copernicus Climate Change Service. According to the agency, these temperature anomalies are crucial pieces of data in a warming world. This is not a fancy weather statistic. It's a death sentence for people and ecosystems. Imperial College of London climate scientist Friederike Otto wrote in an email to the Associated Press. It destroys assets, infrastructure, harvest. The unprecedented September heat was all across the globe, and scientists say that it was fed by the unprecedented warming of Earth's oceans. According to the Copernicus Agency, Earth is on track for its hottest year on record, about 1.4 degrees Celsius, 2.5 degrees Fahrenheit warmer than pre-industrial times. Not just scientists, but government officials at all levels are going to have to begin planning to address what might be coming our way. Already places like Gulf Coast and East Coast states are acknowledging the future. Louisiana has established an Office of Climate Resilience. Just because we live more than a mile high does not mean that the Colorado Rockies are going to escape the impacts of what a warming world means. This, say the experts, could include not just rising temperatures and fewer cold winter days, shifting seasons, more extreme weather events, lower snowpack, keystone species in trouble and moving upslope, and especially here in the West, the realities of drought and wildfire. That story, September, was a horrifying anomaly. Continuing in the news, Colorado Water Conservation Board recent Salida gathering focuses attention on the Arkansas River. This posted by Jan Wandra. The Colorado Water Conservation Board, CWCB, is a powerful entity. So when it held its bi-monthly meeting in Salida recently, there were a lot of heavy hitters, so to speak, on the ground to spend two days at the Salida steam plant on the banks of the Arkansas River. Officially, the CWCB is part of the Department of Natural Resources, led by DNR Executive Director Dan Gibbs. Their meetings are a veritable who's who of officials and representatives of the state's various water boards, the state engineer, conservation districts, Colorado Forest Service, the Agricultural Commissioner, Parks and Wildlife, and the Water and Power Development Authority, all of them focused on their specific roles in responsible water use across the state. Local Chafee Commissioner and regional water expert Greg Felt not only sits on the CWCB board, this past year he has served as the Colorado Water Conservation Board Chair. By way of overview, the CWCB is involved in an amazing number of activities. It oversees the interstate compact compliance on water usage. It works on watershed protection, flood planning, and mitigation. It oversees stream and lake protection, as well as conservation and drought planning. The CWCB oversees water project loans and grants, water use modeling, and water supply planning focused on appropriate stewardship of the state's water resources, 
which, contrary to the public's perceptions, is not an infinite resource. The agendas for these every-other-month sessions are extensive. After moving through the director's reports, it dived into 18 water plan grants. They ranged from a Colorado Cattlemen's Association grant to scale up agriculture water education and funding outreach, to a San Luis Valley rye resurgence project, to the Blue River Watershed Group's Habitat Restoration Project, to the Bernhardt Reservoir Water Storage Project for the Central Colorado Water Conservancy District. Moving from water grants to water project loans, a big topic was a water supply reserve fund application from the Colorado Ag Water Alliance covering nine river basins, Arkansas, Colorado, Gunnison, Metro, North Platte, Rio Grande, South Platte, Southwest, and the Yampa White Green Basin. Its purpose is to improve agricultural drought resilience and support innovative water conservation. Near the end of the two-day meeting, the group moved into an executive session to dive into the critical post-2026 Colorado River negotiations. As a Colorado River upper basin state, the long-term division of this critical western water resource is becoming contentious, as upper basin states remind California, Nevada, and Arizona that they have been using far more than their share. That story, Colorado Water Conservation Board recent Salida gathering, focuses attention on the Arkansas River. Also in the news, mother bear, two cubs killed in Howard, arrest made. This posted by Arc Valley Voice staff. The community of Howard, by all accounts, is up in arms that a mother bear and her two cubs were killed a week ago. Colorado Parks and Wildlife CPW officers executed a search and arrest warrant and took into custody Paul Stromberg, 52, on assorted wildlife charges, including a felony count of illegal destruction of wildlife and several misdemeanors, including unlawful killing of wildlife without a license, unlawful possession, and waste of game meat. Acting on social media tips of an alleged poaching incident, CPW officers last Friday discovered the bodies of the three bears, a sow and two cubs, had been killed and dumped on state trust land southeast of Salida in an area known as Sand Gulch in what might have been a clumsy attempt to cover up the killings. The CPW investigation led wildlife officers to obtain a search warrant on Saturday for a home near Howard, where they found evidence the bears had been shot there early on Monday, September 25th. Stromberg was taken to Fremont County Jail. He was later released on $10,000 bond pending formal charges. Because this is an ongoing investigation, CPW says that it will have no further comment on this case. Anyone illegally injuring or killing wildlife could face misdemeanor charges, including harassment of wildlife, hunting big game without a license, illegal taking of wildlife, and reckless endangerment, among other charges. Convictions could result in fines and surcharges ranging from $750 to $13,000 and up to six months in jail, depending on the charge. 
Anyone with information about the incident is encouraged to contact CPW at its Salida office at 719-530-5520. Locals attuned to seeing wildlife around their rural properties and living in harmony with them are calling the incident a wildlife murder. A news tip from a Howard resident to Arc Valley Voice on October 2nd revealed the neighborhood anxiety and anger over the needless killing of wild animals, who it must be admitted were here before humans were. Over recent years, with rising residency in the urban wildland interface, growing tourism by people not as familiar with living around wildlife, attacks and killing of bears, especially mother bears protecting their young, have been on the rise in Colorado. A sampling of shootings have been reported. Aspen, a bear family of five, mama and four cubs, was euthanized after entering a home. Evergreen man killed two bear cubs in a tree, and the mama bear refused to leave her cubs for days. Newcastle, woman mauled by a bear in her yard. Steamboat Springs, a man mauled in his home by a bear after leaving the doors unlocked. At this time of year, as their habitat has been increasingly encroached upon by humans and with winter looming, bears are in pursuit of calories to stock up on food before hibernation season. People who leave out trash and encourage feeding areas near their homes, garages, in yards, or on patios are actually enticing bears to come closer to humans, which increases the odds that at some point the interactions might cause the bears to be euthanized. The Colorado Parks and Wildlife website actually provides a tip sheet for how to live with and bear-proof your home and your life, including a bear audit checklist and a bear-aware advisory. As their tip sheet points out, every bear's goal is to get fat enough to live through the winter. Bear calorie counter. Bird seed, 7 pounds, equals 12,180 calories. Dog food, 25 pounds, equals 42,425 calories. Peanut butter, 28 ounces, 4,750 calories. Shortening, 3 pounds, 12,430 calories. Berries, 1 pound, 2,000 calories. Most conflicts between people and bears can be traced to easy-to-get-at human food, garbage, pet food, bird seed, and other attractants. When people allow bears to find food, a bear's natural drive to eat can overcome its wariness of humans. It should be pointed out that it is illegal to shoot bears in their own habitat, including mother bears in dens with newborn cubs who haven't presented a threat to humans. Decisions about the wildlife that may no longer be afraid of humans are to be made by Colorado Parks and Wildlife personnel, not individuals who take the law into their own hands. To provide information anonymously about a wildlife violation, the public can contact Operation Game Thief at 877-265-6648 by dialing hashtag OGT from a Verizon cell phone or by email at game.thief at state.co.us. Rewards are available if the information leads to an arrest or citation. That story, Mother Bear, Two Cubs Killed in Howard, 
arrest made. Next up, BVBOT approved liquor license on East Main Regional SWAT Team. This posted by Carly Winchell. The Buena Vista Board of Trustees, BOT, approved a new liquor license for a sports bar on East Main Street at their Tuesday, September 26th regular meeting. An intergovernmental agreement, IGA, between the county, Salida, and Buena Vista also passed to create a regional SWAT team. The rest of the meeting consisted of public comment, regular department reports, and an overview of the Elk Run Major Subdivision's Water Supply Protection District application. The Recreation Department confirmed the postponement of construction for Pocket Wave 2.0 until 2024 during their staff report. Public Hearing Tavern Liquor License The board approved a liquor license for a new establishment located at 308 and 310 East Main Street. The license for Collegiate LLC doing business as Main Street Tavern was granted during a public hearing in which an outpouring of support was delivered by members of the public. The applicants, Lori May and Sianna Mayer, spoke about their dream of opening up a family-friendly sports bar on Main Street. Sienna explained that the ultimate goal is to bring the town together to build a community through a space where locals and travelers could let loose and have some fun. The goal is to have consistent business hours regardless of the season and remain open five days a week from 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Thursday through Monday. The tavern will provide drinks and small bites. Multiple members of the public expressed support for the business. I think with confidence and conviction that everyone who knows these families adores these wonderful people, and we think that the business concept they are proposing will be an amazing asset to our community, so we are in full support of what they are doing, said Asian palette owner Eddie Sandoval. J.J. Kinn's father, Robin Vega, Sarah Anderson, and Victoria and Philip Palmer also spoke during the public comment portion of the hearing in support of the family and the business model. Personally, I'm excited for this to happen because it brings something different that we don't have right now, said trustee Gina Lucrezzi, who emphasized the desire to increase the vibrancy of Main Street. Trustee Sue Cobb noted that the concern with liquor licenses is adding another location that serves alcohol on Main Street. However, this location has been licensed before as push and pull, which mitigates that concern. The motion to approve the license passed unanimously. IGA for Special Weapons and Tactics Team The BOT voted to approve an intergovernmental agreement, IGA, between the Chafee County Sheriff's Office, City of Salida, and the Town of Buena Vista to create a regional special weapons and tactics SWAT team and share resources. According to Chief Dean Morgan, there have always been mutual aid policies, but the IGA formalizes these policies and addresses specifics for training, equipment, and repair costs to make it equitable and ensure those costs are shared fairly among the agencies. Trustee Andrew Rice moved to approve the agreement with a second from Lucrezzi. Trustee Devin Rowe was the sole opposition to the vote. I just don't support these kinds of teams, said Rowe, when asked to explain his dissenting vote. 
I didn't support the vehicle purchase. The vehicle in question is a Ballistic Armored Tactical Transport BATT vehicle, which was collectively purchased by the organizations. The IGA includes details of its maintenance and storage in addition to the creation of the regional SWAT team. The full agreement is available in the meeting packet beginning on page 99 at a link in this article. Public Comment Public comment for the meeting featured a funding request from Buena Vista Heritage, a plug for an October walk in Buena Vista, and an update on the legacy stage. The budget season brings budget requests for the town. President of Buena Vista Heritage Victor Cucklin stood up during public comment to request money for BV Heritage to hire a full-time staff member next season to save staff's health and sanity. The request was for $15,000 to cover the position. At the end of the meeting, Treasurer Philip Puckett reminded the board that the staff would need to be specifically directed to consider any funding requests from public comment. Amy Eckstein invited the public to the Fall Art Walk in downtown Buena Vista on October 21st. The hope for the event is to celebrate art, bring the community out and together, and increase vibrancy during the off-season. And that's all we have time for. Thank you for joining us for the Arc Valley Voice News Program. My name is Michelle Wexler. If you enjoyed this program, please register for our free services at www.aincolorado.org or by calling 303-786-7777.